0: Where did I park? (sighs) Where did I park? Welcome to another journey in trying to find out where did I park? I'm your host, Chris, better known as CP, and I'm here to park some of my thoughts and feelings so I can clear my head and get my life together. So here goes nothing. Here goes everything, really. I dropped the mic. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, man, um, of course, thank you, everybody, for continuing to rock with me. Thank you for parking once again in the parking lot. If you can find where you're at, uh, make sure you remember uh personally sorry I'm late. Sorry it's been a minute. Not because I was super busy, even though I was, but I don't know, work is one of those things when they actually want me to do stuff, I gotta do it. So I've just been busy. But also, um, even when I had planned to get on here, I was uh, too busy getting tatted. Of course not uh on my body, but but I have been reading Tatted by Ron. If you guys recall episode 54, I think, with Ron Gay, aka Fats uh, when we were talking about the running challenges, uh, he went ahead and wrote a book called Tatted by Ron and it's, uh, tips, advice, and thoughts. And, uh, it's just a nice book of a collection of different, really tips, advice, and thoughts. Um, just from him, uh, he did a pretty good job I'd hate to admit it. Don't tell him I said it, but, uh, also, I saw a couple things that I had uh, planned to use for some later uplifts on there, so I don't know if he's been looking at my notes or anything, but he put it in the book, so I guess I'll have to count it. I might just get it out the way and use it today. We'll see how I feel. But um, yeah, I've definitely been reading that, so shout out to Fats, aka Ron, aka Fats Mysterio or Mysterio Fats and everything else he, he goes by. But um, check that episode out again, uh, I'll put the uh, the link for his book in the show notes here. And you can also get tatted. It's a good read. It's a quick read. And um, it really, I don't know, I guess you could say it came right on time because it was kind of about some of the things that I actually wanted to talk about today. But before I do, uh, definitely give a shout out to my boy Marcus, Pastor Marcus. Definitely want to give a shout out to my boy Marcus, aka your digital pastor. Happy birthday to him. Well, happy birthday to you, since I know you're listening. And uh, the best is yet to come, and we are all along on the ride as you uh, get ready to uh, land smoothly into Project 40. So do your thing. We're watching you, and we're proud of you. But uh, what I did want to talk about today was what kind of uh, advice and thoughts are we giving to people? Uh, And the reason why I kind of brought it up or was thinking about it was Uh, we just finished black history month and the last time I talked to you, I talked about, um, just learning something new, learning something about somebody and, uh, my list of black, black history figures that I uh, like to highlight on social media. And that's just, I mean, it's just pictures. It's just words. It's just uh, a few different little insights. Um, the possibilities are endless even though um, a lot of people want to make us feel like we haven't contributed or haven't done enough or haven't really been involved in the shaping of this world, let alone this country. But uh, we know that that's not true. So the possibilities are endless and history is still being made. So um, we'll never run out. So it's not like I covered everybody or can cover everything and you can't get through um, 28 people and think that you got it all made just like you can't put one or two paragraphs in a history book and think that you've covered it so so having said all that do you ever feel like you're in a a weird spot where you're trying to teach people whether it's your kids your friends your family um, especially your kids uh, about something that you know a decent amount about and they don't Do you feel responsible? Do you have a responsibility to uh, uplift them in that way? And how do you do it? You know, we all grew up with some type of mentor. If it wasn't our parents, it was a coach or it was a pastor or it was a teacher or it was a friend or it was somebody. I'm not going to limit where you got your influences and I don't want to, um, discredit anybody or take anything away from somebody who did or did not have it growing up but we all learned lessons and uh unfortunately a lot of that stuff was passed down tribally is that a word through tribal knowledge um through word of mouth through superstition through uh, fear and As we grew up, we learned that some stuff wasn't true. Some stuff was just placeholders. And obviously we're talking a little bit more than like tooth fairy and stuff like that. But, um, some stuff we just found out wasn't really factually based and some stuff. We found out the people teaching us didn't even believe it or knew it. It was kind of a do what I say, not what I do type of thing. But where do we draw the line? Where do we choose to do differently? Um, what do we look back on and say, you know, I want to do it differently when it's my turn to lead or teach or parent maybe as a traumatic experience. Uh, obviously, if you grew up in some tough times, you don't want to pass those tough times on or you don't want to pass those tough ideals on, um, whether it's financially or whether it's um through different sources of education or just things that can um, expand from a butterfly effect of sorts and so our goal is always to um, be better and do better for those that come behind us well it should but how do we do it Um, is there an easy way do you ever feel pressure to uh, do you make it so comfortable that um, the person does not have to work for anything and they might not um, grasp it the way you grasped it growing up, or they might, um, they might feel too privileged and don't have enough substance behind them to know that this is a a different type of game. So how do you balance that? You know, I've been blessed to have some really good role models in the house and outside of the house and, uh, opportunities to learn a lot of things, um, a lot of different ways from a lot of different people. Um, So things like black history weren't new to me. Did I know everything? No, I still don't. And again, history is always being made. Uh, But when it's my turn to teach, you know, how do I teach my sons about the things that I've learned? Uh, Do I just hand them a Martin Luther King book? As much as I was up here talking about black history is more than just the the one or two that we always know. But what about if your person does not know that one or two? What if they can't? you know go deeper into history or deeper into knowledge Uh, do you start at the beginning or do you remember to break it down uh, in the ways that you have already mastered I guess it becomes a, a different type of journey when you have to turn around and do it for somebody else can you get frustrated not remembering that at some point somebody had to teach you the ropes Or do you put it to the side and let them figure it out on their own? Maybe you let them swim around in the water and you're there if they start to sink, but you want to see what they can do by themselves. Is there a right way? I don't know. I definitely think that there's things that can improve. Even, even I'd say I had a a pretty good childhood and a lot of stuff was helped out and and made right and well for me, but there were still things I struggled with and there's still things I had to learn. And I'm not going to necessarily point fingers or, or say I was wronged, but some of the conversations that I had with my parents, specifically my dad just, you know, in father son conversations, they kind of came in hindsight or a reaction to something that happened. And I feel like I would have been better served if some of those were proactive. I don't necessarily mean like, don't let me fall or don't um, let me experience things for myself or don't let me make mistakes. But maybe, I don't know, I think maybe I either didn't pay enough attention or we didn't necessarily talk about everything that we should have in as much depth as we could have um, beforehand. But afterhand, it seemed or afterward, it seemed like All the knowledge came out and all the past experiences came out. I think my dad did a really good job of being a parent first and then a friend later. So a parent to lay down the structure and the guidelines or either just to send me out there on my own or just send me out there to get what I can get. And then if things didn't go my way, um, he was a friend to kind of lean on my or let me lean on his shoulder and, you know, figure it out and talk about it rationally. Um, and if I did do it right, then he was there as a friend to support. So I don't want to make it seem like things, you know, didn't work out. But I think that I just feel like if I had a better proactive approach to a couple of things, I might have um, might have done a little better on some of the pitfalls. But it makes me wonder how do I, what's the best way for me to do it? Whether it's teaching about, um, black history, whether it's teaching about just school, like how do I, you know, get my kids through math and reading and things like that? <laughs> do I do like the, the classic stuff where I just repeat the question really loud? Jimmy has five apples. Susie has three. <laughs> you know, how that are going. We always meme about it and laugh about it, but, um, there's really a lot of room to figure it out. And there's really a lot of room to get it wrong as parents. And it's interesting to think about it from this side of it, because you never really imagine yourself being on this side on the day to day things. You imagine the highs and the lows and you know, what can you do there? And those are kind of situational, but when it's everyday stuff like homework or, you know, at what point do you give them an allowance if you do, and what chores do they have to do and what seems right for them? You know, in our head, we always had this, you know, thought of how it's going to be with our kids and where they're going to be and um, how we're going to discipline them and, you know, everything. And then they come out and they have their own personality traits and then they have a few of yours. And it might even be some of the ones that you don't like. And so you're trying to make sure that they don't carry them on like you did, but also you might be shortening their rope without giving them uh, a chance to kind of explore by themselves. So what type of advice do you give and how do you give it? What's the best method? Um, and obviously these are rhetorical because everything depends on your own structure and your own, uh, upbringing and your own surroundings and the people that you, you have to receive it. But it's just an interesting set of questions. If you ask me, I, um, I don't know. It just makes you think, um, it makes you wonder if you're doing enough. Are you trying to cram everything in because you don't want them to suffer like you did, or you want them to be quote unquote perfect like you were, or maybe you want to make sure that they don't, um, they don't get any of the pitfalls or they don't learn any of the lessons the hard way. So you're trying to make sure they get everything, but you know, they're only taking in so much information So how do you respond? How do you break it down? How do you give it to them piece by piece, bit by bit? I really don't know. And I I guess I'm not supposed to know. I guess I'm just supposed to work with um, what works for us. And shoot, I don't know what works for us. (laughs) I think we just try stuff. And I guess on this side of it, you can see how much effort goes into it. And you wonder what type of struggles they had or what happens after the kids go to bed and you're you know up finishing up the dishes or up you know preparing for the next day and you're like i didn't handle that well at all you know it's uh how good are we at saving face how good are we at keeping our cape on and being the superhero we need to be um until you know day breaks again and we're back being clark kent or bruce wayne or Maybe not Bruce Wayne. He, he had some toxic traits, even though he had a lot of money. But whatever, you get what I'm saying. Um, What do we do then? Like, do you ever stop and just think about the lessons that you want to teach versus the lessons that you are teaching? Um, are you reading and responding to your kids or to your mentees or to whoever you're you're speaking with, to their outputs? Are you understanding what they're saying are they getting everything back that you're giving them and if not um how big is the gap and is it a gap worth checking into i don't know these are just thoughts that have been on my mind um especially with black history month ending because you know i want to make sure my kids are strong-minded and understand that they don't have to do it the way that it was done before them and also if they think they're struggling now, there's been a lot of struggles in the past that that they didn't have to deal with. And some of them, if not all of them, um, were unfair. But can you cram, you know, your 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years of experience and knowledge into their 5, 10, 15, 20-year-old mind? I don't know. I don't think so. And I think as more... As more knowledgeable and as more willing to kind of break some of the cycles as my peer group is and just my generation is. And even, you know, as the generations get younger, I think they're doing uh, even more remarkable jobs and saying no to the standard things that you have to do. How do you break it down to keep somebody motivated enough to come back or keep somebody motivated enough to try? how do you explain that everything isn't perfect but also it's worth going for it's worth doing Um, one of the biggest things now especially in this day and age is financial literacy a lot of that stuff wasn't taught to us because a lot of people before us were just trying to make it or trying to achieve an american dream or just trying to do better than was done you know for them but what type of tools are we teaching them? Are we breaking down every single thing that we've learned and expecting them to do it? Are we LLC Twitter? (laughs) Uh, You know, are we making, you know, all of our kids business owners and paying them double and everything else that you got to do to get $12,000 a year and you know, everything. Are we, you know, taking notes on all the earn your leisure podcasts and everything like that. And I mean, are we especially with social media are we overloading ourselves and then trying to make them download everything are we turning them into tech and business monsters or are we um, making them feel like there's so much that they can't do i think that there's a fine line and i think as long as we can encourage them to not be afraid to take some of the risk that the people around us or the people doing better than us uh do then i think that's a pretty good start um as long as we're willing to learn and willing to try i think that um as long as we create an environment where people can be coachable we can do our best job to coach them and we can coach through experience through understanding uh, we can coach through saying i don't know we can coach through saying I spent a lot of time not doing it right or not being happy um, with what I wanted to do. I don't want that same thing to happen to you no matter where you're at and what you're doing. I support you. So I think there's ways to get through this and around it, But, but I think it's up to us to to find the right way to reach each person. Everybody learns differently. Everybody understands. And everybody's got different skill sets. So as long as we can align what we know with what they're capable of doing, which is darn near everything, then I think there's room to answer all these questions. And I don't think you have to have a full blown answer with a 20 point plan on how to get there. But I do think you have to let the people that you're influencing know that the world is theirs. And if you can do that, I think... When you look at the answers to these questions, you can look at them favorably and say that you've done a good job. So, um, again, shout out to Fats. Again, shout out to my boy Marcus. Go buy the book. Um, Really, right on time, just because sometimes you got to step back and think about, you know, what type of influence you're providing. And are the things that you say and are teaching matching up with the things that you want to say and teach and that you think that you uh, should be? teaching. So um, definitely thought it was a, a good time to break that out and uh, just share some of my thoughts and figure out where all these uh, ideas are going to park from. So so uh, once again, thank you all for rocking with me and uh, stay tuned, man. I think uh, I'm going to try to do my best to make some cool stuff happen in 2021. So uh, without further ado, you know what comes next. Let's get to some uplift. So I told you all I thought my man Fats got something from me and put it in his book. Um, so if you can find it in there, I'm going to take credit for it, even though he might expect to differ. But in thinking about the advice that you're giving people and the, the tricks of the trade that you've learned growing up and what you want to pass down to others, be very careful of the advice to stay in your lane. Um, I think that there's a time and place for it. I think that um, when you want somebody to stay in their lane, you're trying to look out for their best interest because you either don't believe that there's much safety outside of that, whether it's um, they don't know what they're doing or you feel like they're not capable of handling what's around them. So I think that there's some measure of safety about that, but also I think that there's a lot of intimidation and fear that wants to keep people stuck, um, just because it's safer. And whether that's because you messed up or you went outside of your lane and it didn't work for you, and you don't want that for them, or you um, you really just don't believe in what they're doing, or you think you're doing the best job for them, but you may be protecting them too much. Um, reevaluate what that lane is and reevaluate how you move about these lanes, you know, nobody stays in the same lane on the road. Anyway, you've got to get to different destinations and whether you need to get there fast, hopefully not too fast, uh, whether you need to get there um, before somebody else or whether you need to get there safely. um, If you've got precious cargo, uh, everybody has to make a lane change every now and again. So don't be too afraid to uh, alter your course or at least just alter your view. Maybe there's something obstructing you from your goal. And if you stay behind it, thinking that you're playing it safe, you're going to miss it. And it's going to be a lot harder to uh, turn around because then you're going to have to knock some things over just to get to a spot where you can pivot and restructure. So be very careful about staying in your lane. But make sure that you're aware of your surroundings so that you know when you need to change and what you need to do to accelerate and get to uh, your destination a little bit better. Life comes at you fast. I'm just trying to keep up with yesterday. But I'll be back soon to unload some more of the good, bad, and ugly. I hope you'll join me again. Because once I get done getting tatted, I'm definitely going to need some help trying to find out where did I park, 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 park.